This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Magid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Last week, we had a morning of silent sitting. There was no Dharma talk or Dokasang. I think because uh, we've gotten used to uh, having those things, most people's initial reaction was to uh, experience the silence in terms of the absence of a talk, the absence of a chance to come down to Dokusan. But as the morning went on, I think many of us developed a sense of the silence not as an absence, but as a presence in its own right. A deepening of something that we sit with all the time, but often keep in some kind of... um, balance with the interactions that go on between each other and with the teacher and so on. Uchiyama Roshi, Soto teacher who wrote a very good book, Opening the Hand of Thought, used to run entire sessions that way. He called them sashins without toys. There were no talks and no dokasan, just sitting. Where the form and the silence were the teaching, were the teacher. Very simple, very powerful, sometimes very misleading. Very easy, I think, uh, perhaps to go astray in that context, which is why I wouldn't do that on any regular basis. But it's a good reminder that the teacher is not outside of us, that ultimately we have to be grounded in our own experience. Now, in a lot of ways, sitting is a practice of cultivating silence as a positive experience. Though I think that when we begin, because we may come feeling plagued by 
thought and emotion, feeling that our thoughts and feelings are running out of control, we can see silence as a way to um, put an end to that kind of compulsive thinking or as a way to cultivate calmness rather than emotional agitation. And there is a way in which this is a useful aspect of practice. Uh, So often thought, noise, dominates our lives, both inside and outside. And we do need to be able to give equal time to silence and not let thought and noise simply overrun our mind and our life. But we're really not here to... um, put an end to thought, to quiet our minds once and for all and achieve some kind of uh, flatline, you know, state of uh, internal emptiness or silence. Dogen in his... uh, instructions for Zazen said we should think non-thinking. Which requires a little bit of uh, translation. (coughs) But I think the the phrase non-thinking is used as to try to get at something other than don't think. It means that we settle into experience of thought as process, as something that goes on in our head without getting caught up in the content in our usual way. Sometimes I make an analogy to uh, treating the thoughts in our head the same way we experience the sounds in the street. as a kind of background noise that we don't try to suppress, but we don't necessarily pay attention to. Might also think of... Uh, it is... Uh, Experiencing your own thought as if um, you were listening to speech in a foreign language you didn't understand. You sort of know that it's talking, you know that it's speech, but you get disconnected from any notion of what it's all about. The main thing, though, is to find a way to settle naturally into silence 
and let the experience carry us along without turning silence into the opposite of thought or the opposite of sound. We always have to be very careful that we don't set up in the name of practice a new dualism, a new internal fight with ourselves in which we take one state of consciousness and label it as good and find all the others as bad and set up an internal war with one part of our mind against the other and call it practice. I think you always have to watch out for a subtle tendency to drift into that way of practicing. The Heart Sutra says form is exactly emptiness. Emptiness exactly form. We might rephrase that Silence is exactly sound. Sound exactly silence. Makes a much more literal and vivid expression of uh, what the Heart Sutra is getting at. Form is not in opposition to emptiness. Sound is not in opposition to silence. An old teacher once went a long, long time without giving any talks to his monks. And eventually they started to grumble. And they sent the head monk to him and said, Master, the monks want to hear from you. They want your teaching. You haven't said anything to them in months and months. Please, give us a Dharma talk. So the master said, all right, if they insist. said, go hit the board, call all the monks together into the Dharma hall, and I'll give them a talk. So the monk hits the board and sounds the gongs, and everybody assembles the Dharma hall. The master ascends the high seat, bows to the monks, sits in silence for a moment, bows again, gets up and walks off. (laughs) The koan asks, did the master deliver a teisho or not? The answer isn't yes. The answer isn't no. But what did they hear? <laughs>